Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I just, well, I blend you everything you know about what's going on in the marketing, SEO, digital marketing, PR, if there's things that happen in the PR, they kind of blend together though, uh, and social media uh, industries, because usually there's a lot going on there anyways. Anyways, there too. Anyways, I kind of blended those together. Uh, I'm your host, Brad Dicer, so let's get on with the news. All right, Facebook has... Uh, well, it's going to be uh, re-ranking newsfeed stories in real time on the client side. So there's a server side where kind of you don't have to wait for the server to come, and then we'll update the client side. But it's going to be on your side that's going to be updating. So yes, there's going to be ranks for content. And this is especially important for marketers, brands, publishers, because if your site is not speedy, you will get ranked down because they want it to be fast and efficient because they are now focusing more on the merging markets because either they are going to make, they make the most money off there or they're trying to get them onto it as well. So if your site is not doing very well, um, you might want to look into you know making it a teensy, a teensy bit better. Uh, just making sure that you are using CDM or anything else that will help you out. Plus, uh, accelerating mobile pages or using instant articles will also help you on that end as well. So make sure that your video, your content is all running as fast as you can get to run and making sure it's all, you know, tip-top shape because if not, you won't get the first uh, rolling of where it's going to be loading your uh, the content and then you're going to have to, you, then you it may be missed because you may get re-rolled into a lower one then you will get missed it. In general, then your boss will be going, why are we not getting more? And you're like, oh, it's because your site's bad. It's, it loads slow. Oh, why didn't you tell me this? Because you never listened to me. That could happen. Or it could be, yes, this is how it is. We need to do this. Uh, this is my best advice for you. I go, no, let's go and do it. Not, not and go and do it because the, it's your boss. and Your boss will be like, actually, you go do it. So yes, be on the lookout for that because it is updating. It should be out right now. Uh, be on the lookout for that because that is coming. Ooh. All right, Facebook also is adding some new uh, integrations for call to action buttons. So like start order is uh, going to be there. So it lets customers place orders via delivery.com or slice. There's also book now, which uh, allows customers to book appointments with your business via HomeAdvisor, MyTime, or other services. Buy tickets, lets customers to buy tickets to your events via Eventbrite or Ticketmaster, and see sh show times for uh, movie movie showings and to buy tickets via Fandango. So um, if you don't use Facebook and you, this is your time to use it now. Now for businesses, those three is important, especially if you're on one of those realms to actually be, well, using that to your to effective state. So for example, if you are, um, you know, wanting to get people to go to your event, you might want to go through these third party sites to actually get those because it is an advantage to actually doing that because then you can do an ad through Facebook that will easily be like shop now or start order or book now or whatever. All right, also, Facebook has three new call to action buttons. Get quote, 
So for customers requesting quotes for your services, request time. Uh, customers can request a booking. Uh, it's only available in the U.S., so sorry if you're not in the U.S. And shop now. All pages can purchase products for people to buy them from the shop section. Facebook added that they will also soon let you tag posts with products from the shop section. So if you're doing that like me with my uh, my new e-commerce store, you might want to look into shop now because that's what you want to do. You want to get that revenue funnel going in and hopefully customers will be like, ooh, I like that, bye. And you're like, yay, money. But yeah, yeah, that's a few things. Uh, I would get that all ready, especially since the holiday season is rapidly approaching and we just need to you know, be able to look out for that because if you don't, well, like I said, your boss will be like, why are we not doing very well? It's just going to be one of those things. All right, are you on WordPress? Because if you are like me, well, and basically about a third of websites as well, well, WP Engine has you know, it's made, it's made a lot of money. Uh, it's Since 2010, it's made uh, about a quarter of a billion dollars or about $267 million. Uh, and the most popular one was Yoast SEO, which I use and a lot of other people use. It's probably one of the best SEO plugins for WordPress out there so far. It is really good. I highly recommend it. If you don't have it, please get it. It will help you immensely so much. It will help you so much. Uh, but yeah, it's quite amazing just how much WP Engine's actually making off this. But if you have like a popular plugin like that, it kind of does drive, you know, installs. Especially if it's more than a third of installs is coming from Yoast SEO, Yoast SEO from the company. That's quite an amazing feat. And congrats for them making Yoast SEO, making it really, really good. Because it is really good. All right, IAB has released some standards for dynamic content ads. So what you could be seeing eventually is a joint partnership with platforms like uh, Jivox and IABC, IAB, sorry, IAB site, which shows uh, basically a sample of an ad from REI that's two different ones depending on the weather. So you could get dynamic ads depending on the weather or if your industry, depending on what you've been shopping for, and then that could be interesting. So they have an REI one, it says great uh, gear for sun, sweat and miles, and it has like sunny, and it has women's shorts, and then it has more of a cold one. Uh, and it does running shoes for men. So it's all depending on that, and it looks really interesting, especially that it's distinguished between the weather out there, so cloudy male uh, run, and that will give you kind of a cloudy, and then sunny female run, and that will give you more of a sunny side of things, which would probably be always California. It's just It's just perpetually sunny nine times out of ten, and that's why we have a drought, because it's always sunny, it's always hot. Uh, but, yeah, I, I kind of like where this is going with it. It's probably going to be a little bit more uh, skirting that privacy line, but to be honest with you, advertising marketing has always been skirting that, and we want to give you the best ads for you so you buy our products, which is just the way business happens. Uh, now, the, the ads look great, but I, I just noticed that someone didn't do a very good job with the, with the Photoshop. I mean, there's a like a kind of like a non-clear bar at the bottom in the shorts, it's kind of going over it, and the shoes is doing that as well. Oh well, but I mean, it looks good. Uh, beyond that, it looks good. Sorry, I'm just really nitpicky about that stuff. 
it, it's the nature of when you actually do all that stuff, you get really nitpicky really fast. Really fast. All right, there's new research about location and primary buying um, consideration. For, and so the thing now about marketing is that there is mostly a lot of different things that happens when someone's going to purchase something. It is mostly going to be multiple devices, and they could actually land in your store, or it could be starting your phone, go to your tablet, and go to a desktop or laptop and make the purchase through there. It always depends. Now, Google did some uh, report in 2011. It said roughly 10%, roughly uh, consumers use roughly 10 sources to make their purchase decision, which is pretty significant. Um, now, this is this is the the stats of the figures that I see. Primary information is price is 66%. Uh, product service offered is 53%. Availability of service 52%. Uh, customer service 51% and location is 43% that's the primary information they're looking for secondary is coupons slash offers uh, testimonials ratings and reviews fam uh, family and friend recommendation about us and our history and details photos videos of businesses familiar business logo uh, and slogans and so that all ranks depending and so coupons and offers ranks a little bit higher than testimonials and ratings and reviews and family and friends recommendation that ranks a little bit higher. The rest of it could help in general, but uh, coupons for the secondary information is going to be more important. Price is going to, as always, is going to be the most and biggest concern out of anything. So if you are pricing out of what people want, you are losing a lot of sales in that. You might want to look into that as well. Um, now for the top reasons consumers will not consider your business, high prices. 62% said, nope, not going to buy it because it's too high. Uh, and I'll use my own example of trying to price competitively with my own products. As with the drop the dropship company's price, I've tried to make it a competitive price point, which basically leaves me with not as much profit. But i rather sell more than, lose, uh, than risk losing them altogether. So that's why I do it. Um, negative ratings and reviews is also second with 55%. So be sure that if you do get some of those, that you actually comment on them. It doesn't matter, just comment on them. Just try to resolve it. You can't resolve it, at least you tried. And guess what? Other people that are gonna be shopping for your products will see that. If they see nothing, they'll just be like, well, apparently it is that bad. So that's why it's always important. And I, and I, do, I do more of a broad base. It's always important to uh, comment or reply to both positive and negative uh, reviews positive because hey they're already giving you free advertisement that's good say hey thank you if you like please share this on our social media or your social media sites as well that's always my thing inconsistent information so be sure that what it says on your website says on any other product page uh, that you have from Amazon to eBay and, and whatnot inaccurate informa information listed this is another big thing have the right right information Wrong contact information is also not as is also a pretty big biggie. It's forty two percent. No website at thirty percent. No testimonials, ratings, and reviews is another twenty seven percent, which couldn't be a, a sticky point because a lot of businesses are saying you can't incentivize it. So do your best with that one. Uh, website is hard to navigate. Twenty six percent. Not familiar with the business. Twenty one percent. No photos, videos of businesses. So. Take that all into consideration. Like I said before, price is always going to be the 
biggest factor. So be sure you are doing your proper research to find the best price point. Maybe be as competitive as you can be without not well with actually making a profit too. You always want to make a profit. Don't don't not make a profit. That's just that's just bad. All right, Pinterest has announced the Pin Collective. It's basically what it's going to do is be connecting businesses with content creators. Now it's still kind of in its beta. Uh, small section format right now but this could be interesting for uh, Pinterest and brands as well as Pinterest has basically hit the 150 million user mark which is great it's not the best because well Instagram beat it snapchat beat it uh, Twitter still has more but it's still growing which is another great thing so the pin collective basically allows uh, businesses to work with um, uh, publishing companies or um, kind of agencies as well as independent con uh, independent contractors to you know kind of help uh, with with that side of it and so you can connect with someone an independent contractor that does really well with food and so your grocery store you know merge it together um, but the pin collective is alive and well which I mean is always a good thing they partner with uh, pure wow refinery 29 Brit plus co and taste made for a Pinterest publisher partners, it's a publisher partners now. Moment, uh, no, Monet Studios, Loop 88, McBeard, and The Mill are the current production shops, part of it, and uh, Tasty Makers, Kyla Herbs, Home Design, uh, Gary Andrit Travel, Amanda Holstein, uh, Millennial Vice, I guess Millennials Need a Vice, and it's a separate category, I don't really understand that part. Uh, Peter Lombardi is uh, photography and design, and Sarah Barnes is food. And th these are the service independent creators. Now, there are probably going to be more coming out as this gets popular and more and more brands get onto this, but right now this is going to be very limited. So if you want to be one of those, well, get more pinning and make sure you have a really big follower base, which probably will be more in the millions than the thousands, just letting you know. Um, but this looks like to be a really great win for... Um, content creators and independent contractors and also the brands that do it as well plus the big businesses that or businesses in general that it needed as well so check out the pin factory if you're interested in you know getting to pinning and making it better much much better all right google has well it's re renamed the survey uh program feature website of Google now the survey 360 that joins in links 360 and this is going to be a little bit more robust there's also going to be just a, a regular uh, survey or Google surveys as well but the Google survey 360 um, will allow you to you know get surveys or research a lot quicker than going through a third-party hosting site and kind of having data that you can't really share as it's supposed to be shareable data uh, which is always a great thing because your boss always wants the data. What's the data? What's the data? And you're like, I don't know. They don't give me a shareable one. Here's the paper. I know I hate paper. Um, but yeah, this is this is to help uh, brands, agencies, marketing departments actually get a service that they actually need really well because it's always needed. There's also going to be Google consumer surveys. This is kind of the pay-as-you-go uh, survey product, so it's not going to be as robust as uh, 360 but I mean you, you pay for that robust uh, suite of services as well um, the good thing about Google surveys is it's actually being under the umbrella of 
Uh, AdWords, I mean, Analytics, excuse me. It's also going to be uh, redesigned with more material design with a lot cleaner um, stats and just to show it off a little bit more because, you know, always in the beginning it's not as, it's not as nice, not as easily readable. And Google has been slowly trying to make their products a little bit more readable for people that may not use it or may not know what's going on and be like, I can't read this. What does this actually say? It does happen where I have to, you know, well, this is what it says. This is what it says here. You know, you know what happens to marketing people. You know what happens. All right, Google also, also, Google, for the HTTPS and its uh, ranking of it, it, basically what it only does is it kind of looks at the website or the URL goes, oh, look, it has HTTPS. You're good. And it doesn't actually see if it's actually secure, which is kind of interesting and weird at the same time. Um, I'm not really quite sure why it doesn't actually do that because I guess Google is waiting for more updates because that's what usually Google does. They release the product and then they eventually update it to be more robust. It's just it's just how Google works. It's why Gmail was in beta for 10 years it seemed like. Uh, but yeah, this is what they're doing. So it doesn't, you, <laughs> you can trick it with like, look, HTTPS. They're like, all right, it says right there. I guess it's true. And don't actually have a secure site. So I don't recommend doing that though. Uh, so don't be like, see, he recommended it. Be like, nope, did not recommend it. I don't know what they're talking about. Weirdos. Uh, also, moving on to another Google uh, update or new feature that's adding. Google AdWords is having an extension to help uh, manufacturers drive in-store sales. That's right. This uh, add-in will, excuse me, extension uh, will allow for affiliate location or affiliate lo or locations actually specifically uh, if you're an electronic manufacturer you can see a little affiliate location extension to help someone search for a new TV find the nearest retail store where they can buy your product so this is a great way for manufacturers to help them drive sales to an actual physical physical location because that's what you all need your so not only is the retail store trying to drive sales, but you can drive sales through your own products by doing that as well. So I highly recommend if you're a manufacturer to download this and use this to your best advantage to get more of those sales so you can, you know, generate more revenue. Because we all want more revenue. Yay! More revenue! I'm all, it's the weekend. I'm a little bit more hyper than I usually am. I'm, 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 not, really that, I'm not really that sorry. But yes, woo! Um... Now, going on to Foursquare. Now, this is actually really interesting data coming from Foursquare and uh, why the value of location-based consumer insight is extremely valuable, especially if you're lo a physical location. So they did this over a um, more of uh, car dealerships, and the interesting stats is a average distance travel to a dealer lot is 14 miles. So we have a big breadth of or big space that you can actually advertise to. Uh, July is the slowest month for dealership visits, so I would recommend that you would do uh, promos and uh, coupons or discounts on that month. Friday and Saturdays are the busiest days for uh, dealership visits, with Saturday 11 a.m. being the peak time. So if you're scheduling, I would schedule the most people at 11 a.m. on Saturday, but also schedule more people on Friday and Saturdays in general. Now for... Uh, there's some specific um, car makers that uh, have some interesting insights. So Nissan has an even 50-50 split of male to female shopper ratio. 
uh, shopper visitor ratio, excuse me, has the highest share of visits from ages 35 to 44, but the biggest market is 55 plus. Nissan lot uh, visitors over index on fried seafood and hibachi. It's a little interesting. Competitive set is Toyota, Ford, and Jeep. Now, Toyota, uh, people who visit Toyota are more likely to visit soccer fields, gymnastics, gymnastic gyms, just in, in, in that's a little weird, uh, as well as Bank of America locations. Competitive set is Lexus, which is a parent company, Nissan, and Mazda. Now, Chevrolet has one of the highest 55 plus audience compared to other mass market companies. Uh, Chevrolet visitor over index as at Mejor and Home Depot and, uh, and are more likely to visit uh, hunting shop supplies. Competitive set, GMC, Cadillac, Ford. Now, Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz uh, visitors are more than likely to visit real estate office, uh, tailor shops, and nightlife spots. They are 61% more likely to visit a tennis court and surf spots. They travel, uh, they travel often, uh, indicated by airline lounge visits. On competitive set, Porsche, Audi, BMW, Lexus, and Volkswagen. Now, Cadillac, Cadillac visitors index high for rustic and items like corned beef and beer cheese. Wow, Cadillac. Um, competitive set, Chevrolet, GMC, Lexus, Kia, and Jeep. So what this says is that you could maximize your ads by, you know, partnering with maybe for Toyota, partnering with Bank of America, for Chevrolet, partnering with Home Depot, um, to, you know, kind of get like a partnership ad set of, hey, drive away with, drive your your Chevrolet with the, with, you know, bunch of wood or something like that. I'm, I'm spitballing this one. For Mercedes-Benz, it'd be good to, you know, partner with airlines uh, since they visit a lot of airline lounges. They just lounge around. Also, tennis courts would be a good one if you can find any ad spots on there. Um, nightlife nightlife spots as well. Um, Cadillac, um, find places that do corned beef and beer cheese. It's, it's really weird. Not going to lie, it's, it's a little weird for me. Anyways, moving on. Um, to, well, live streaming. Now, live streaming is becoming more and more popular as the years go by, um, especially since the elections hit. Uh, they were actually one of the most popular places to actually view the live streaming site. Now, in the beginning, um, TV took the lion's share of it, but live streaming took about 12% of the share of the above chart, which is actually pretty good. Uh, for what, what it's offering. Now, the second debate, uh, TV audiences declined about 27%, or no, 20%, excuse me, 20%, and live streaming viewership increased by 27%. I got those numbers mixed up. So that's another interesting find for that one as well, is that, um, so the first debate was 80, 84 to 9.5, So and then the second debate was 63 million to 12.1 million, the third debate was 71.5 million, so they kind of gained a little bit more on the TV side of it in 12.9 million, which live streaming still gained a, quite a bit. Um, so that that's a really encouraging thing, plus it really does make um, CNN and all those other going, mm, we're going to have to you know, get more into this live streaming business. Um, it's also going to be looking for other ways for live streaming to be a more integral part of maybe the TV networks as well. 
So you're probably going to be seeing more live streaming type events because that's that's just how it's going to be, folks. That's just how it's going to be from now on. Also, the other thing that's interesting is the debate streaming uh, latency. Now, latency means like a buffer between when it shows up and sometimes there's a lag between it. Um, Facebook was the best with a 13-second delay, but it got as low as 7 seconds, which made it the fastest out of everything. Now, Twitter was behind, uh, YouTube was a little bit farther back, but Facebook, in general, was one of the best. Um, so, I mean, I don't like it that much, to be honest with you. I would much rather not have Facebook be the best, but they are the best. So, YouTube, you gotta step it up. YouTube, seriously, you have been in video for so long, you need to step that, step that game up. Google, step that game up. What are you doing? Ah. Anyways, what this also shows is that a lot of biz big businesses are going to look at Facebook Live because of, well, I mean, this is what they have. This is what they do. This is what they produced, and it looks really good. If you have the shortest delay, then people are going to go to you over the biggest delay because in live video, you don't want that much delay. And I've tested out Periscope. Uh, producers and there's the delay on the on Periscope. It's, it's a little infuriating that there's that big of a delay, but there's a delay. Thanks, yeah, thanks Periscope. Thanks Twitter. Twitter, you got you got to step it up. Twitter, you've had Periscope for a while. You've had it way longer than Facebook. You got to step it up. I know you're not doing well, but you got to step it up. Also, it looks like Instagram is testing out live videos. Yes, in its beta version. Uh, this is more of the Android beta version that you can test out and so what it does that you can you know look at the video one it goes go insta which basically means go live their version of going live and what it will do is it will put the little bow icon next to story so it'll say live instead and then you can source live which um, to be honest with you this is not the biggest surprise because well Facebook's doing why not get Instagram doing it as well um, it's a good spot to put it uh, uh, to put it near with the stories as well, to put live there as well, and just have a delineated live tag in front so you know the difference of it. Like I said before, this, is, this isn't this is a big surprise. It's nothing new. It really is not n anything new on that one. Now, moving on to kind of my um, opinion about marketing more of when your supervisor does not understand marketing and how to mitigate that because it can be it can be infuriating I'm not gonna lie it can be very infuriating when it feels like the marketing isn't there but it's not that you're holding it back it's that your superior is holding it back because they may not know they may be too arrogant or they may just be a mixture of the two and I mean some of my advice to you because I've had to deal with deal with this sometimes it's just do the best work you can and let your work to, to like show off that this is how it's supposed to be done. Also, just don't tell them and just do, your work, do the work anyways and they get mad and be like, all right, well, you have this, so if you don't want to take it, that's fine, but you're missing out on a really good way of doing something. Also, just talking to, if you can go higher up, just talking to them, being authentic about it, being like, look it, I'm having problems with this, this doesn't make any sense, this has no strategy whatsoever, it feels like they're just throwing things at the wall and I'm having to do things that are, that make absolutely no sense whatsoever. It, it can, it, it can be terrible, especially when you have someone higher up that just doesn't get it, pretends that they get it, 
and you have to deal with the consequences of this was this was a bad idea to begin with, but you told me to go ahead and do this type of a thing. Now for those, I'd say just keep on working. Make your own business. I don't care if it's a blog or whatever, a podcast. I'm always supportive of people doing podcasts. Uh, but just just keep on turning out good content because you know that you can make good content. It's just the person above you just doesn't really want to do it. So my advice to you on that is to just keep on turning it out and let your work speak for itself and let theirs fall fly on their face because they have nothing anyways. And now it's going to be what you should try out this week. There's a new Chrome extension called Note Everywhere and allows you to put sticky notes on websites. So I would say do this for your own site and see uh, and just put notes there being like, eh, change this, change that. You can you can make different colors for the notes as well. So sticky notes everywhere, anywhere, everywhere, anywhere. What, what? That, that's a good idea. I say, especially for your own website, it's a really great idea. Um, just to, you know, put it there and be like, maybe this should be changed, change this color, all other fun stuff. All right, do you not like CRM? Is it just really just terrible for you? Well, you don't need CRM. It is kind of a pipeline for you to do that as well. So it allows you to build it on your sales team. It also does third-party integration with Google. App for Works Chrome Web Store. Um, also MailChimp is also on there as well. Um, QuickBooks, Zapier and FreshBooks as well. So if you're looking for something that's gonna give you great uh, great sales software with a simple, easy to use interface, this is for you, especially if you're not very tech savvy, but I mean, not everybody can be that tech savvy as well. But yes, if you're looking for that. Now the price of, the, of it is the start edition is $10 a month and the expert edition is $17 a month. So it's not too bad uh, for the price, but check it out all the same. Also, one last one is uh, for Slack. Now, there's a Facebook ad bot for Slack, and this is, allows you to see, well, how your ads are doing, um, how the revenue is, what the clicks are, the reach, the impressions, all those fun things. You also get can get graphs and different types of things on it as well. So if you are one of those people that actually uses Slack or the company uses Slack, I would help get this for your marketing team uh, just to figure out what's going on with that as well. And that is the end of Marketing Blend for the weekend because it, it changed a little bit. But uh, thank you for tuning in nonetheless. And be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. I am now on that, so you can follow it on there too. Uh, also, follow Digital Coffee on social media at Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, Periscope DigitalCO77EE, uh, VineDigital.coffee. Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, um, Player.me and Digital Coffee. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon or Podbean at Digital Coffee. Plus, pick up pick up a coffee mug or a shirt at the store.digitalcoffeepodcast.com site. Yes, ooh, a new, a new uh, URL for that one. Yes. Anyways, guys, have a great rest of the weekend. I'll see you on Monday for Digital Coffee. Later.